Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The new COVID variant first identified last week in Southern Africa. This virus is called the Omicron. COVID-19 variant from South Africa. Restrict travel from countries in Southern Africa. I would strongly suggest you get boosted now and not wait. It's inevitable that sooner or later it's going to spread widely. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. Uh, Post-Thanksgiving, hope you didn't eat too much. That was actually pretty good. I, I was ate not. in moderation. <laughs> it was a good weekend, had uh, lots of family in and uh, a lot of, lot of fun. I hope you all had a, as good a time as we did. Congratulations to East Carolina going to the Military Bowl. And uh, part of my weekend was freezing my rear end off at the uh, East Carolina game. It was cold out there. That was a cold day. Were you there? No, I was not there. But uh, Whew, was it cold? I mean, it was actually probably mid-40s, but the wind, oh my goodness, it was cutting. By the way, did you see the Michigan-Penn State game? It was it was snowing like a blizzard. Ohio State. No, Ohio, uh, was Michigan State-Penn uh, State. Michigan State-Penn State. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it was coming down uh, strong snow. I a mean, lot of a lot of snow up north, everywhere. It's uh, kind of an early early snow season. Well, uh, not to let the cat out of the bag, but uh, weather forecast uh, by the end of the week it should be in the seventies. And hmm. uh, if if this last weekend was winter, it's, that's good good by me. Um, so WNCT has got an article out, eh, just just musing whether or not Mike Houston will uh, be given some offers he's in the third year of a five-year contract and uh there's murmurings out there in this article saying that uh he could be one of several names for the virginia tech job as well which by the way virginia tech might be who east carolina plays in the middle somebody from acc and uh um athlon sports is uh, saying that he could be one of uh, about a dozen names for the uh, Duke job, so we'll see. I don't see him at Duke. I just well, it's but it, ACC uh, would be a be a jump. I it's guess. funny. I don't follow it as closely as I used to, but I guess two weeks ago I told someone that I thought Duke and Virginia Tech would be the two that would 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 stand a chance to be risky for us to lose to, just because one Virginia Tech they're familiar with Mike houston's success at james madison right and and then duke basically duke i mean who are you gonna hire you gonna hire an offensive coordinator that's never been a head coach or um you know possibly somebody from the division uh it's not division two anymore but the uh f uh, fcs series which you know is like james madison someone that wants a head coaching chance at the division one level i just i mean i don't know i don't know who else duke's gonna get and he's a carolina boy and I, I get the impression that uh, yeah, he was. He'd like to stay somewhere in this region. He was from uh, the mountainous mountain areas yeah. in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. still has so. family up there. So, mm-hmm. um, Carolina Journal. Speaking of mountains, reporting that there's a fire going on at Pilot Mountain. Did you see well, that? I did see that. I think it's up to 500 acres. I yeah, 500 acres has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it sounds like most of it is out. But there's still a few uh, blazes that are uh, reigniting. So uh, yeah, apparently, I mean, it is dry out there. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had. A, I mean, even here in the in the east, it's it's dry. 
But yeah, Pilot Mountain now has some uh, scorch marks on it. Apparently, that's a beautiful state park too. No, uh, nobody has been hurt and no houses have uh, burned. But uh, yeah, bad fire at Pilot Mountain State Park. News and Observer is reporting that the United States Supreme Court has announced it will hear a motion to intervene. This is a request from the North Carolina legislative leaders in the lawsuit over voter ID requirements. Hmm. The announcement flew under the radar. It happened the day before Thanksgiving when uh, everybody had their minds on Turkey and not on uh, elections. A motion to intervene is essentially a formal way for a person or a group to say, we weren't sued in this case originally, but we think we should be involved anyway, so please let us in. So the Supreme Court won't be ruling on the question of North Carolina's voter ID, whether it's constitutional or not, which, by the way, has been decided numerous times with numerous other states. In fact, that's why the North Carolina law, I think it, I think it patterned itself deliberately after the Ohio law, yep, which it was. was found yeah. it to be by the Supreme Court as constitutional. So I don't know why that's even an issue. But uh, anyway, they the the basically the GOP legislative legislative leaders have said we want to have a say so in this. Let us in. So the Supreme Court will decide on that. Uh, a parallel story to that. A bipartisan, bipartisan, I use the word bipartisan very loosely, a group of rhinos and liberals got together (laughs) (laughs) and uh, their former governors from all around the country, they're banding together to support an anti-gerrymandering lawsuit in North Carolina saying the state's new political maps are an affront to democracy. You know, look, Mm. do, do states have no rights to rule themselves these days it's just funny to me that the news observer you know they just give this one spin no no counter argument by hey hey by the way have you looked at the maps yeah the 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 gerrymandering maps by the democrats (laughs) thank you (laughs) look like they followed a a a snake yeah and and nobody said a thing no and not a peep the, the maps now to me look less gerrymandered than ever before i mean they follow counties they try to follow counties as best they can yeah. and it, that ought to be that is the intent i mean and that's the law that as much as possible you follow and, and make them as um county pleasant as you can i guess is a good way to put it uh now listen to the list of those pe- these this bipartisan group Former North Carolina Governor Mike Easley. Oh, he's got a lot of credibility. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm glad to know he's alive. I didn't. I didn't know he was alive. I hadn't heard of him since. How's he, the real estate going there, Mike? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Three Republicans. Former California Governor Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. Lord. Yeah. A Republican. <laughs> yeah. In name only. Um, New Jersey Governor Christine Todd Whitman. There's another rhino. Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld. And that's their definition of bipartisan. Mm. Um, I have pledged to do everything I can to fight in every state to terminate partisan gerrymandering, Schwarzenegger said in a news release. And again, as you've already pointed out, I mean, the hypocrisy is beyond the pale. It's unbelievable when you look at the maps now. 
And, of course, you know, these lawsuits have been well documented were filed before the maps were seen. Yeah. In North Carolina, not a single Democrat in the House even made a suggestion for a map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they're crying that, hey, these maps did not consider race. Which they're not when supposed la- to. When last time the lawsuit was because they they considered race, they they yep. blame Republicans for yep. considering race. You're it's, right. Yeah, last time around, oh, they considered race when they make these maps, and now they're saying, oh, they didn't consider race when they made these maps. But I mean, they're they're just they're just squawking hyenas <laughs> that will just say anything. The uh, the lawsuit um, that they are supporting was filed by the North Carolina NAACP a month ago. And again, the lawsuit was there before the maps were released. But, uh, I mean, if I was the uh, attorney defending the maps, I think I would just bring out a map from 20 years ago that the Democrats had put together. And I would show that map and show this map and say, okay, uh, could you please explain and give me a good definition of gerrymandering? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, all he had to do is okay. Let's go back to the videotape that caused the the lawsuit in the first place. Back uh, what was the guy from Washington that was you know had the lawsuit in North Carolina based on the gerrymandered? Uh, forget what the case is based on. We we talked about. It. I can't remember the name right now. But um, welcome to the club. Yeah the the um, the true gerrymandering started with the Democrats. They're the reason yeah. that all they started it. Yeah. And now, if you look at this map compared to the old Democrat maps, the old double standard. Yep, I, I bet if you, I bet if you got a hundred Democrats right now in a room that knew nothing, that really knew nothing about the process, and laid out the current map and the previous maps done by the Democrats, they'd point to the previous maps. Yeah, I can see what these Republicans did here. They gerrymandered this map, but it was a Democrat map. I guarantee you, if they saw it, and <laughs> they would with a blind yeah. test. They yeah. would, they would think they were looking at this and uh, and they're not well informed enough to realize that i mean you're right they would they would uh, say exactly what you just said but you know but the news observer could counter that i mean just just actually a little bit of semblance of objectivity and say this map breaks up you know fewer counties than ever before right. or some some but no you know if you think the news observers journalists yeah well you know everybody talks about disenfranchisement the one of the things that liberals have done that have dis- disenfranchised all all parties, all races, is the way they have convoluted um, districts and maps across the state. Because I mean, it's getting better now that the Republicans are in power. But I mean, you, you go back just a few years ago and ask, okay, who, who's your, you know who is your representative in Congress? Who's your representative of the state house? Who's your state senator? People didn't know. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you, can, you can say on one hand, well, they should have been informed. The problem is it's like, well, my, you know, my next door neighbor is in a whole different district than I am. I'm in one district for this. I'm in another district for that. And people finally just sort of throw their hands up in the air and say, forget it. When, you know, when you can keep counties whole for multiple races, people will begin to get more involved and they'll begin to know who's running and uh, which candidate best aligns with my ideology? A prime example was my 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 current district. Previously, during the Democrat ger- true gerrymandering, just a few years ago, uh, same county, same voting for everything else. Right across the street is one con- congressional district. My across the street is is a different congressional district. But that street doesn't mean anything because just down the road. 
where there was some more minorities <laughs> versus non-minorities, the, 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 the yeah. road switched. It wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't an east-west thing. It was just okay. Let's let's pull these people here. Let's again, pull it these goes, people here. It goes exactly that was exactly what made up Mel Watts district. It was the I eighty five snake. Yep. And every time it, it, his district would go from I eighty five from Charlotte to Durham. And every time there was an exit in which there was a, a, a town or a village that was predominantly African-American for Mel Watt, that was part of his district. They'd go out and, and bring that into his district. And if there was a predominantly white uh, you know, neighborhood or something, they'd skip it. Anyway, we'll see where it goes. Uh, hopefully, um, well, uh, again, the good news is in our state legislature – we have Republicans that pay little attention to Mike Easley and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> Mike Easley, I'm, yeah. Where did he? Where did he go anyway? I guess he's. I guess he's down there, living in his uh, little house down on the shore. What was the name of that uh, real estate deal? He. Uh, that was down on. Uh, uh, how quickly we forget? Yeah, wow. Cannon's Gate. Cannon's Gate. Yeah. Cannon's Gate. Yeah. Down at West Carteret area the uh speaking speaking of hypocrisy though this is a good one to follow up that um a north carolina company looking to bring a lithium mine to gaston county is facing pushback from environmental groups now okay what do you use lithium for you use lithium to make electric vehicle batteries okay so what do all the environmentalists want us to be driving (laughs) now i guess they probably in all honesty most of them want us to be walking and riding bicycles which uh would uh, help uh, reduce some weight issues but yeah most liberals that plug that car in and you know and beat on their chest about how grand they are (laughs) they have no clue that you're burning oil to get to the electricity to heat the car to charge the car they forget about the 79 percent non-renewable energies that it that powers it they they i think they truly think there's some great big oh, yeah. solar panel in the sky as i say <laughs> they're not they're not the brightest bulb in the pack so anyway you've got all these environmentalists looking to fight this new lithium mine that would come into gaston county gaston county by the way is just west, west of charlotte yep Pretty right. much due south of Hickory and west of Charlotte. Yeah. I uh, Dallas, I think, is the uh, uh, um, county seat, and uh, I guess Kings Mountain is that part of Gaston right, County? It's right, right there. Yeah, it's right there by. I'm not sure if it's in uh, Lincoln County or Gaston County, but Kings Mountain is very close. Anyway, they're going to have this mine, 1,500 acres, a nearly 900 million dollar project, bring 500 uh, new jobs to the area, average average salary, ninety thousand dollars. Could be in operation by 2024. They've uh, submitted the application to produce lithium batteries to power your electric cars. Liberals are fighting it. Mm-hmm. We, no, we don't want. We don't want the. You know, you can't have we, a mine in the area. Yeah, they'd rather. They'd rather. You know, Joe Biden get some kickbacks from China for so China yeah. can have the mines in Afghanistan and other places in the world. And listen, and China has got their foot on the pedal they are full throttle ahead with all their mining activities uh with all their now they don't have a lot of uh, oil russia does (laughs) so we're we're basically between lithium and petroleum 
We're helping Russia on one and China on the other. Mm-hmm. And again, it really makes you think, okay, which side are these morons on? They're side on of their pocketbooks, plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. They're just enriching themselves. With Can you say Hunter Biden? Hey, lots more to talk about on this Monday edition of News and Views. we got to take a time out. Stay with us. Love to hear from you, as always, 561-8255. More News and Views coming right up. I'm a bit confused. Cutting through the confusion. Why are they forcing the vaccine on people at all? News and views. Should I get it? Should I not get it? To bring you clarity and certainty. I am just, I'm tired of it. So I'm losing trust in all of it. Now back to news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Clear and cold tonight, lower on 29. Tonight will be the last, probably the last day this week where we'll get below freezing. Uh, tomorrow, sunshine, high near 58. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 63. And then Thursday and Friday and Saturday, it looks like we're going to hit the 70 mark. So uh, enjoy. Today is Cyber Monday. You know, I was looking for some stuff online, and uh, Cyber Monday is sort of flopped. I mean, it used to be that, and maybe I just wasn't looking for the right things, but it used to be Cyber Monday. You could find all kinds of great deals. I wasn't too impressed. They're taking advantage of the shortages, so they're not discounting prices. Probably so. I did hear that uh, Black Friday retail sales was off like maybe 28%. From last year? Mm-hmm. Wow. And which, you know, I don't know if that's a combined function of, um, you know, just more cyber sales going on. Uh, you know, in certain places, people are still afraid of COVID. Well, and, people can't afford uh, gifts and gasoline. Yeah, Joe Biden. That's, that's true. The Biden build back better state senator chuck edwards who currently represents buncombe henderson and transylvania counties is expected to announce tomorrow that he is going to run for congress the new 14th district so uh that's the uh seat that we thought um (laughs) i'm losing my memory as well um the guy that is now going to run for the 13th uh, Uh, madison cawthorn cawthorn yeah Yeah, and I don't know him, but I do. I have followed a lot of bills that he has sponsored in the Senate, and he's true blue. He, well, he's a he's a you know well he he's a um, McDonald's franchisee. Uh, okay, I think maybe owns seven or eight McDonald's in uh, Western North Carolina. A bootstraps guy, you know, Bill. Bit, but a lot of his biz, uh, bills are pro business. Um, hey, any, any any time we can get pro business guys into the state Senate, state House. Or Congress, uh, particularly Congress, yeah. yeah, like Congressman Greg Murphy. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course he's he's a physician. Of course, I guess he's been a business owner as well as a physician. But anytime we can get more people in Congress that ha- that are that not, have real life experience and not lifetime politicians. Thank you, thank you. Um, John Hood wrote a great piece today. Came out today. Smart guy, very much so. Um, talking about affirmative actions that are taken by our governments. He said the state of Washington has it, California has it, Michigan has it, Oklahoma has it, Nebraska has it, Arizona has it, Florida, New Hampshire, and Idaho have a version of it. And within the next few years, North Carolina will have it too, a legal prohibition against the use of race or sex as a factor in hiring public employees, awarding government contracts, or admitting students to universities. This will happen either through a U.S. Supreme Court decision a law passed by the General Assembly, 
or a constitutional amendment approved by the voters of North Carolina. It's important for those in position of power across the state to understand and accept this inevitability. I fear that they do not, that they are in for a rude awakening when their power to make decisions based on race or other inappropriate characteristics will be reversed. They interpret affirmative action to mean, for example, admitting black students with lower grades and test scores into the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill instead of Asian students with higher grades and test scores. They interpret it to mean they can announce a racial, ethnic, or gender target when hiring employees or awarding contracts and then preferring some applicants over others in an attempt to meet that goal. By their definition, however, affirmative action is unjust and unpopular. Very few people believe government should either discriminate or grant preferential treatment on the basis of race, sex, color, or national identity. According to the latest Civitas poll for the John Locke Foundation, two-thirds of North Carolinians support a proposed constitutional amendment to clarify that such conduct is illegal. Only 15% oppose it. There were no significant differences of opinion on this question among racial and ethnic groups in our state. If such an amendment is placed on a North Carolina ballot, it will pass easily. That doesn't mean North Carolinians believe that equality has been fully achieved. It doesn't mean they oppose all remedies for inequality. Indeed, most North Carolinians continue to support affirmative action when it is precisely and correctly defined as expanding access to the applicant pool for jobs, contracts, and university admissions. For instance, most North Carolinians want public agencies to take affirmative action to ensure that all potentially interested parties know about any scholarships, programs, and job openings that may be available. Defenders of preferences have always defamed their adversaries as bigots. They will continue to do so, though the defamation obviously changes no minds and solves no problems. Two of the three most populous states in our country have already ended such preferences, North Carolina will so, still soon join them. Time to accept reality and move on. You know, this, that is well stated, mm-hmm. but, and I, I agree with him that I think it will pass as either a constitutional amendment to our state constitution or by law, by the General Assembly, or the Supreme Court will, will make a, you know, a federalize it. But people will still ignore it. Yeah. I, I don't, while I agree with him, that this is the way it should be, and this is the way the law one day probably will be, they'll ignore it, as they have in the past. They, they just, and they'll lie about why they're making the decisions they're making. You know, at that point, if, if, you know, it, their ends will justify their means. Oh, yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Marty Cotis, um, right. former UNC Board of Governors member, now UNC Chapel Hill Board of Trustees member, on to discuss his motion about this basically very same, same thing. thing. Same thing, yeah. I mean, his his motion read, I still have it. His motion says, the university shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to an individual group or company on the basis of race, sex, color, or ethnicity. And, you know— that that was his motion, and he was called a racist. Yeah, all over yeah. the state, and and the majority I, of liberals on the board of governors, yeah. said no way. Oh yeah, I mean it was only two people voted for the motion out of like what twelve, I think. And, and I think that was just to discuss it, wasn't it? Anyway, yeah. It, well, I think the motion died. It was on the agenda. I think the motion uh, died. Um, but um, I mean, reading that statement right there, I, I, I think if you put that on the 
a constitutional ballot. It passed. I think it passed by like 80%. Well, they're saying here two-thirds, so yeah. yeah, it's gonna... <laughs> Maybe more. But I, but this this has been going on for decades. Yeah. For decades. I mean, again, I don't want to make myself the center of attention, but I sued – well, let's see, my oldest daughter is about <laughs> – well, she's about to enter her fourth decade, about to, uh, more or less. And um, she was a baby when mm. we were going after a uh, FCC – FM license up in Frederick, Maryland, and we ended up suing the FCC. Eh, she was probably uh, in her by that point. She was probably by the time that we got to that suit was probably about ten or eleven. Let me guess: the FCC thought you were too white. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And we sued them, and we sued the FCC, and without going into a lot of details, they came back and they said, "Well, okay, we understand that we can't have this." Now, this was a gender preference. He said, okay, we understand we can't have gender preference, but he loses anyway. Hmm. He loses it. It was close before. And you know, time after time, they said, well, Lamprecht loses because he's a white male. That's why he lost. If we just get rid of that, he'd win. So we got rid of that. And they said, well, it was closer before. It was close before. It was closer now, but he still loses. And that's what they'll do. Uh, it's sad but true. That's uh, the world we live in. I wish it wasn't so. And I'm not trying to sound overly negative, but. Uh, I agree with John. I think it will happen by law, by hook or crook. But um, well, at some point, these organizations are going to be tired of spending money. I, I think uh, when Marty Cotis was on, I think UNC Chapel Hill had already spent $24 million on lawsuits. Well, the problem on, on, is on this issue. See, when, when, when I sued the FCC, it was money out of my pocket. Now, mm. I had some help with some pro bono work for some, from some very. Uh, good firms they you know they sought what i was trying to do and realized Lamprecht can't afford to sue the federal government on his own so they came in and helped me but you got to take it out of your pocket yeah well the, the fcc they just said well this is job security for me we'll just make the taxpayers will pay their bill that's right while the taxpayer has also got to pay the other the war of attrition yeah. yep <laughs> and funds so uh, the Daily Mail is reporting on the new Omicron. Is that what they pronounce it? Uh, the new virus. I'm gonna call it the O variant. <laughs> That's just easier. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's interesting too on this that um, Joe Biden has uh, really gotten a lot of flack. Peter Ducey and uh, Jen Psaki went at it today. He was asking, okay, when Donald Trump put travel restrictions in place, he was labeled as a xenophobe. Racist. And a racist. And Joe Biden puts this in. And and by the way, dare I say, the countries he is not allowing travel from are in Africa. Mm. Oh, my mm. goodness. Jin Psaki said, well, it was the way Donald Trump tweeted it. <laughs> we never disagreed with the travel ban the heck you didn't oh my goodness she's an idiot we well, never, actually she's pretty, pretty good because she's got she's, she's got, got a hard job she's got to lie yeah she's got i guess she's got 50 percent snowed but you know of uh 40 percent you know just not very bright <laughs> yeah anyway um 
The Daily Mail is actually reporting that, and Fauci, of course, came out today and, and said, oh, you know, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, you, know, you, know, you need to go out and get your vaccination. Um, Fauci was all about his authoritarianism, shutting down everything. Listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Science. He has got little man syndrome, without a doubt. Oh, he does. By the way, you got cut, uh, cut one ready, Clark? This, Fauci was on um, Face the Nation yesterday. And uh, now th- this wasn't directly re- – well, I guess they had him on there because of this new Omicron thing. And anyway, this is how Fauci defended himself before critics. All I want to do is save people's lives. I mean, anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me. And if you damage science, you are doing something very detrimental to society. What an arrogant horse's rear end. He thinks he's such a noble chap. Uh, Have Uh. you ever heard of natural immunity? (laughs) I mean, has he ever brought up the benefits of natural immunity in this whole thing? He has been following the science the political science from day one i mean (laughs) that is the big red flag exactly tony i mean he has played politics from day one with this stuff yeah and you know exactly what the source is yeah and they keep speaking of the source they keep i mean they won't even discuss the fact of the origins of it in china had absolutely nothing to do with this wet market i mean that's well documented and and that's all he talked about early on yeah he, he's i'm telling you he, he has no credibility he's deep in this stuff i think from a follow the money from from a i guarantee you there's some there's some money in there somewhere follow the money anyway the daily mail has come out and said this actually this um omicron ovarian 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 <laughs> crone whatever it, it, it's a now, now and this is down in south africa Mm-hmm. where people are not being vaccinated. People's living conditions are deplorable. Fifth century-like in places. Yeah. And guess what? No hospitalizations and no deaths. Mm-hmm. But guys like Fauci continue to play it up. Please fall in line. Biden came out today. Now, to his credit, he said, well, I don't think we'll have to have a lockdown if people put on their masks and if people get vaccinated. And Fauci came out and said, ah, oh, you better go out and get the booster. You better get that, that booster. What was it, yesterday or Saturday, that the South African doctor issued a letter essentially saying that— It's no big deal. Yeah, you're, you're overreacting. I mean, mild symptoms. Um, and, I mean, I don't know where this was coming from this weekend with the U.S. Other than the fact that maybe— They're authoritarian jerks. That the authoritarian, they, they've got, they have power again, and maybe they can hide Biden for another— few months so he doesn't get out and you know have a press conference by reading end of quote <laughs> well you know what's interesting is one dr lauterbach carl lauterbach um from germany he actually and he's expected to be the next health minister over there he actually said that this omicron is 
uh, could very well be a gift in disguise because it would spread the virus, but the symptoms, and, and so you would get natural immunity against coronavirus. Without fear of death. Without fear of or death. Low, low risk of death, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes and, sense and, to me. Yeah, exactly. And look, so far, say all you want, Fauci, about the, the vaccine. The vaccine, despite what Joe Biden continues to say, the vaccine does not stop the spread of the virus. It's a therapeutic. Yeah. It, now, it helps you survive the virus, but it doesn't stop the spread of the virus. So anyway, uh, hopefully, don't panic and uh, don't listen to Fauci. Yeah, we had a meme uh, going around earlier today. Uh, the best cure for the uh, Omicron virus is get some earplugs and don't listen to Fauci. <laughs> hey, we've got to take another time out. Lots more to talk about. Stay with us. Monday's edition of News and Views continues right after this. is here. Incredibly rampant and reckless spending. The president slapped another $2 trillion on the country's credit card. They want to spend yet another $4 trillion. Price increases. In grocery stores. This is happening right now. Manufacturing. And what happens next. Everybody's experiencing inflation. Will happen here. Bottom line here. Unprecedented in recent memory. This story and more. Pay very close attention. The future. What's it going to look like? For what's next, travel with us on Talk 96.3 and 103.7 with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back in, Tom, Benny, and Clark. You know, we're talking about the uh, coronavirus before the break. Um, interestingly, Newsmax is reporting that the White House, the uh, White House Office of Management and Budget, is now telling federal agencies they can co- hold off suspending or firing federal workers for not complying with a vaccine mandate until after the holidays. In fact, um, I actually saw something. Somebody sent me a headline earlier today. Um, apparently, there's a judge that has come out with a um, lawsuit uh, or, or a, a, a finding. Uh, yeah, this is by Alex uh, Berenson. You see him a lot on uh, Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he follows this COVID stuff very he's got closely. A book out. Yeah, he's got a book out right now. He uh, he writes today. This just came out this afternoon. Another federal court rules against another Biden vaccine mandate. This time for healthcare workers. Plaintiffs are likely to succeed in establishing that the CMS vaccine mandate is arbitrary and capricious. Those are the words of federal judge Matthew Schlepp one of the Eastern District of Missouri in a 32-page opinion devastating the Biden administration's efforts to be to force healthcare workers to be vaccinated. Today's ruling in a lawsuit brought by Missouri and other states issues a preliminary injunction against the Centers for Medical and Medicaid Medicare and Medicaid Services mandate. The CMS mandate now joins Biden's broader OSHA mandate on the chopping block. For now it applies only in the 10 states that were brought in the law- lawsuit, including Iowa, Missouri, and New Hampshire. So this uh, it would only be affecting that district. But then on top of that, the Biden administration comes out today. ABC News reports that it obtained the memo on the guidance and said the change hasn't been publicly announced, but uh, it looks like uh, it will happen that, hey, Biden is the first one to blink. 
You know, it's interesting, the number of people, and especially the number of people in healthcare that have had, and again, it's your decision. I'm not condemning anybody that gets a vaccine, but it ought to be your decision. But the number of medical workers who their decision has been, I'd like to wait. Mm-hmm. I'd like to find out exactly what the ramifications, what, the, what are the long-term effects of this. I mean, normally they spend years in finding out the side effects of a vaccine. And with this vaccine, we've gone through weeks and months, but not years. And and I can imagine how they will not allow a positive antibodies, COVID antibodies test for someone that's that's had it. Right. How they can't allow that because, you know, basically uh, you could take two people, one that's been vaccinated and one that's uh, actually had COVID and have an antibodies test and – they're at least equal. Sometimes the uh, well, some the, people are saying twenty-seven times more effective. A lot of studies out there the that. is the natural. And you know what's interesting is apparently most of the European countries are allowing for natural immunity. You know, when you have these passports mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. they're saying, okay, if you got natural immunity, you're you're as good as being vaccinated. United States is one of the few countries that basically is ignoring natural immunity. And again, what you said earlier, you got to go back to that. What's the difference? The pharmaceutical companies, the Fauci's, I have no empirical evidence that he's, uh, you know, his palms are getting greased. But my intuition is, hmm. You know, while we're still on COVID, kind of related. But this weekend, uh, I don't don't watch much TV, so it had to be either a sporting event or Yellowstone, the series Yellowstone and Paramount. (laughs) I mean, that's that's, that's about all I watch. Um, they are still, and I think these are, I mean, they're funded by the government. It may be the CDC, but they are still doing those commercials uh, alone to get hashtag alone together, stay home and save lives. You've got to be freaking kidding me. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I mean, that, that might be some uh, production guy at the radios or at the uh, TV station not putting out uh, the new PSA. Five six one eight two five five. Marty has been waiting patiently. He wants to chime in on this issue. Hey, Marty. Hey, Marty. How you doing, Mr. Tom? Mr. Ben, how you doing? Doing Good. well. Good to hear from you. Good. I've got one thing. I'd like to know where Fauci went and got his medical and science degree from. Because when I was in high school, science was my favorite subject. We were always taught that a virus starts off deadly, and the more variants you get, the less deadly it is. Well, and that's exactly what this uh, guy over in Germany, uh, Lauterbach, was basically implying, that this new variant is actually good news. Well, maybe I just need to go take Fauci's job since I, I seem to know more about it than he does. <laughs> I think Fauci's aged out, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think yeah, Fa- it, Fauci's bank account is uh, cleaned out is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think you might be right. Marty, thanks. Good to hear from you. Hey, we got to take another time out. Stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So we do a little investigation. Uh, Marty just called in and said, uh, where did... Uh, Anthony Fauci get his uh, degrees. Undergraduate, Holy Cross, Medical School, Cornell. You know exactly what the source is. <laughs> but, yeah, the source is Cornell. But what's interesting, we were, Benny was looking on his phone, we were dialoguing. How many years did he practice medicine, Benny? I don't think he ever did if you consider, yeah. you know, doing your residency and then you immediately go for the work for the national institute of health 
He's never he's never he's really, never been out in in, in practice hands on practicing medicine. No. That is the big red flag. And research is important, but I you know I would like some more clinical, <laughs> yeah, and patient type research than just well, a go lab out work. in the real world. Yeah, I mean, is this why he's making these stupid decisions? I, is, I'm sorry. I just I'll say it again. Is this why he's making these stupid decisions? But he has been with the National Institute of Health since 1968. He is, graduated and immediately went to work for the NIH. 53 years. <sighs> hmm. I think that's enough. Yeah, you think? Get out of here. Get out. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Clark on the dials. Good job, buddy. Um. Town Hall is reporting Fairfax schools have announced reinstatement of two pornographic books. Unbelievable. Fairfax Public Schools in Virginia announced the two books that have been removed from the district's libraries for containing sexual explicit content will be reinstated after a two-month review process determined that the books have been deemed appropriate for high school readers. Gender Queer, a memoir by Mayoa Kobe which contains explicit illustrations of oral sex and masturbation and Lawn Boy by Jonathan Everson containing graphic de- de- descriptions of sex between men and children were removed in late September after a parent had concern. They reviewed them and they're sticking them back in. Unbelievable. I I don't I don't see that book has a place anywhere. That personal, For anybody. Personal opinion. But why does why does a, a book that graphic about sex, you know? So wh- how old are you? Should when be you're... in the libraries anyway in high school. I mean, it's, I don't get it. No, when I was in high school, it was tenth, um, eleventh, and twelfth. One room, or well, okay. yeah, I was in one room, <laughs> principal's office. It was tenth, eleventh, oh but but a lot of of the schools today start high school in ninth grade. Ninth grade, yeah. And I don't know what is up in Virginia, but how old are you in ninth grade? You're you're not you're not 15, a, 14, You're 15. a minor. Yeah, fifteen. And you're gonna you're gonna expose minors to this, mm-hmm. as that one um, mayor of that town in Ohio said. You know what? You either get rid of these books, resign, or get ready to be prosecuted for criminal charges for for. Hmm. I mean, this is child abuse. And this is Fairfax County. Fairfax which is County, outside Virginia. DC. Loudoun, yeah, yeah, Loudoun, Loudoun County, where it's mm-hmm. all happened. And they're going to mm-hmm. put them back on the show. Unbelievable. By the way, uh, The Hill is reporting that there's a petition in Nebraska to get rid of their state board of education. We're just going to get rid of it entirely. Could we please do that to our federal board of education? Department of Education. Department, yeah. Yeah, yeah get the whole nine yards. Bring it back to locals. <laughs> you know what? If it happened in a local community, and you know what, I, I know we're now Pitt County. I'm not advocating that we change it back to a Greenville district, but uh, the more localized you can get it, the more control parents have. Exactly. Hey, thanks for being with us. Good discussion. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5. See you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.